and we're live hi guys welcome to another episode of the of the nigerian sports fan podcast i'm your host david and well what a very interesting weekend um my feeling is on two ends of the spectrum right happy and unhappy unhappy because we sports are currently doing or do they're going or do they are being ran and happy because Arsenal bottled the league title after spending the entire season gloating and boasting about how they are going to celebrate it and how they are going to rub it in. But yeah, um, also Southampton got relegated. So the first team, uh, first team to get relegated this season uh, is going to be interesting. I think there's two, two or three matches left to go if I remember correctly. Some teams have two, some teams have three. Um, it's also interesting to see how that will, will, will pan out. Today, Liverpool play Leicester. Um, Man City extend their lead to the table. Of Everton, my interest is Wolves. I think there are a lot of games to talk about, so without further ado, let's dive into this episode. Okay, so we start at Villa Park. Um, <laughs> listen, I I wonder I said in my last episode that I I was I was going to come into this one day. Hopefully by Monday I record. Oh, sports would have won because I always I would never be supposed to lose. If, if even if it was even if it's like sports will lose, I think it's more of like indifference. That's the worst I can ever feel towards sports. But I don't really know if I can ever feel that sports will lose. Some people can do that. I don't know if I can. I find it difficult to do. But I think coming to this game, I think this game is Villa Park. I just your heart will say okay, sports win, but your head will be like nah, I don't think so because any well organized side can beat sports. Sports struggle with building a well-organized side. I figured something out. It's not just. I don't think it's a, it's a groundbreaking figure. Something I figured out. A groundbreaking I figured out because it's not like that all season, right? Even when Conte is here, Conte was here. I started when sports were having those runs. They were winning, right? I think their first two, three matches also when they looked good. Then they go at West Ham. You know, second half West Ham become a bit more organized and then they struggle. Even like at Nottingham Forest too, you could argue that they struggle. It's just more of the quality of sun. Of Kane that sort of shown through in those kind of in those kind of those games, right? And then if you look at um, the game against um, was it was it even at Brighton, even though they won that game, Brighton looked the better side. What I'm saying is, you know, if, if you're a well-organized side, even uh, Villa, said, even when Villa came to Spurs earlier in the season in January on January first, Villa won two 0 So if you have a well-organized side, you beating Spurs is not going to be very difficult or Draw or getting a result from sports because sometimes it could be draw, it depends on the quality, it depends on how you finish. Now, I can't remember the last time I ever saw Villa do a double over sports. I can't remember the last time that happened. I can't, honestly speaking, it's one of those things. If a team does a double over sports, there's a special kind, there's a different kind of feeling I feel. It makes the defeat a lot more annoying because you're like, oh my goodness, why on earth would you? I mean, you lose one, that's fine, but to lose two, over two matches, it's the, the loss becomes a lot more extra annoying. <laughs> it's just my, it's just the way I see it, you know. But yeah, but it was it was really really funny to 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 see to see it happening. It's funny and annoying to see it happen in real time. Now, did did um, did um, did Mason do? What, I think I think Mason just did what as much as he could because listen, coming against Emery, it was like a rookie. It was just like a rookie and an expert. I mean, the first half, the tactics were world apart. I mean, apart from the obvious fact that, you know, obviously Emery has worth of experience and all, you know, but that first half, sports had zero shots, zero, zero. I mean, when was the last time that actually happened? I mean, there's no way having shot on target and shots, right? Now, if you have no shot on target, it's bad. But it's not as bad as having no single shots and no shot on target. The goal sports scored... 
the only come from Wolfram Lee came from a penalty. Came from Kane winning the penalty and Kane scoring a penalty. Villa scored two goals. First one, open play Ramsey. Second one, free kick from um, this from um, Douglas Lewis, who has scored over the two legs. I mean, the hell? Come on, man. Anyway, look, Villa are going for Europe. I, I think with Spurs, I'm not really. I've said before, I don't care where Spurs finish. I just want the season to end. Just push this boat to shore. Let's just rest. I've, I Spurs has done enough to my. Uh, mental well-being they've done enough and I'm, I'm tired I've had I've had enough thank you all for your service you all can go take it go chill somewhere as far as I'm concerned I'm, I'm done <laughs> I mean it's it's crazy right it's crazy now before this game is Spurs right in the midweek we, there was a news that came out of Julian Nagel's man rejecting Spurs or Spurs saying he wasn't a great fit both parties saying different things right Spurs are saying he's not a great fit Negosman is saying Negosman. There are reports from Negosman's camp that um, not, he was not impressed with the direction Spurs want to go. The way I look at this, I look at it as this, right? Spurs are trying to get ahead of the story because if you observe or if you follow the news, Spurs Spurs side of the story came out first before Negosman's side came out first. Now, one thing I've learned or observed in the media, who tends to report report first tends to get um. The simple, the public, court of public opinion, guess to win, public opinion, court of public opinion, right? They are guess to get their judgment in a favorable direction. I think this sort of backfired in sports direction because sports have a history of not backing managers, of not having good direction, of not you know being well run already. I think the most recent history of sports, this is not even down to the fact that you know Livio is in. I think in the last three to four years, because of the handling of. First of all, Pochettino got sacked, Mourinho got sacked, um, Conte got sacked, right? These three managers, I mean, really, two are really top managers. Poch is relatively a top manager, relatively. He's got relatively for a reason, right? Relatively a top manager because some persons he is, some persons is not. So, if other persons are saying, well, this club has not been well run. And also, suppose no manager has finished, the se- has had a complete season since Pochettino got sacked. Okay, so, I'll, I'll break it down. Pot got sacked halfway through the 1920 season, right? Mourinho came in halfway through the season and finished the season, right? Mourinho's f- first full season, yeah, this will be his first full season, right? Halfway through the season, got sacked a week for the League Cup final. Uh, Mason saw at the season, right? That one goes past. The next season also, um, 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 this guy, what's his name? Nuno takes over, right? Halfway through the season, gets sacked. Conte comes in. Finish the season. Conte this season. Halfway through the season, gets sacked. Uh, Stellini takes over. Stellini comes in, sacked, and now Mason. And people, a lot of persons also saw the Nigeria the chaos when they were searching for manager in 2021 summer. When they would have, they would have an interview manager. I think they even had an interview with Fonseca. It was closed, and then last minute they pulled the plug, and then they went to Nuno. I mean, after you spend the entire summer chasing every single manager, and you ended up with Nuno. Right, Kelly didn't work out. Got sacked. So, people are seeing these things happen that the club is not being well, it's not being run properly. Right, even a lot of fans have been seeing it for a long time, they've been complaining for a long time. So, back as 2018, 2017, they've been complaining and very valid complaints. I think in the last, a lot of persons didn't really, a lot of persons who are non sports fans or who didn't really watch sports or didn't really observe sports a lot, they tended not to really take it seriously because 
you know they're like oh well sports and the champions league they're challenging for the title even though persons felt like listen 2017 sports should have spent a lot more money to challenge you're like oh you, you're punching above your weight look at how much you're spending you know look at your squad you know everybody was saying these same things right i think in the last three to four years it has become really really obvious that okay this club is not being well run and Liv is under a lot of pressure and uh, you, I think a lot of the fans are really turning on him and saying listen this guy has to get this next he has to get this next appointment right the luck the luck that he has in Pochettino I don't think that kind of luck shines like that because he was very lucky if you remember very well the first choice was Louis Van Gaal Van Gaal was the first choice then Van Gaal built out on sports he sort of you know let sports hang in right and chose United after he had agreed with Spurs, United fans celebrated, celebrated it and all. Then Spurs went to get Pochettino. Pochettino ended up being a relatively relative success. Relative is a word again I use here. Relative success for Spurs compared to, to compared to how Van Gaal right, went out for turned out for Van Gaal, right? So if I if I watch and observe things, you know, there was that there, there was that um, side of it where people would probably say okay, but that kind of luck. It's not the type I think you tend to get two times. It was lucky with Poch that time. Is he gonna get that kind of luck? Because now, you know, those kind of that kind of manager. I don't know. Even those sports were. It wasn't very obvious that they were poorly run that time. It wasn't very obvious. They were. It wasn't very obvious. So we will see how definitely they could. But now people are having this perception of Danny Levy. If he if he if Levy comes in, if this guy comes in as manager, you know, he doesn't back his managers. He doesn't really do well with how he with his appointments and also a lot of persons are viewing these things a lot more differently now than they were you know back then and i'm really really curious to 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 see <laughs> i'm really curious to see how this this manager is going because now the dof is a thing and then the manager is a thing so i don't know man and you know why it's even extra annoying because the fact that a lot of us don't even expect it to be done in the first week of of um of june that's how that's how crazy it is we don't expect it to get done in first go of june most of us are not even expecting anything in first go of june because the way sports are so around it's it's a it's chaos it's not it's uh, i don't know man i don't know what to say i, I don't know what to say man so i don't know i will lightning strike twice strike twice. i don't really think so i mean even those kind of managers now they're probably rejecting sports i think last time before potter went to chelsea and potter stock was still high Potter turned down sports in 2021. And now DJB, do you think DJB would leave? I mean, let's be real. If you're DJB, you're in Brighton, the scouting is good, everything is good, under less pressure, relative good money, managing in Premier League, your stock is getting high. Would you build would you jump ship and go to sports? Or would you just stay at Brighton, continue to build your stock and reputation? And then when you get a real big team, a bigger, a much big, a bigger team that's ready to spend. I mean, even though sports are like relatively a big team again relative is the word here or is the adjective here right even though it's probably a relatively, relatively a big team let's be real here right the way they would are they willing to spend as much as you know certain teams and that's the answer the answer is no so the job is he going to continue building his stock continue to have that reputation because you know this season he has actually looked spoken well of himself his performance the kind of scalps that they, the um, the kind of victories that brighton have have, have gotten the kind of performances they put up so are you gonna do that so that's why i said if you look at sports well, in a very weird situation right now so i don't know what to say but yeah as a loss um that loss means sports chances of going to europa league is getting slimmer and even the conference league is getting slimmer and slimmer because um as it stands villa in the running for the for europe brighton and the running for it so you've got 
you've got first, you've got Man City, you've got Arsenal, you've got um, Newcastle, Newcastle, you've got Man United, you've got Newcastle, you've got Liverpool, you've got Villa, and you've got Brighton. These are seven teams that I would argue, I won't even argue that are well, or they have they have, they have played better than Spurs all season. They've been, not maybe not also, Villa was more of like around November, December ish when they sacked uh, was it Dean Smith they sacked it was Gerard sorry they sacked Gerard brought in Emery and then their fortunes changed. So let's say overall or let's say in the last five to six months or I would say since December or since November whichever time frame you want to use these seven teams over the season have been much better than sports so even if sports finish eight or ninth it is where sports deserve to finish you know this is not about um oh where yes you may be on paper but over the if you look at performance over the season you know i think the, the table tends to tell the true story of how this uh, and that's not about the table right it tends to tell the true story i mean yeah some teams are playing above their weight here and there yes but i think overall if you win enough games you do what you have to do the table tends to reflect the way the season has gone and you know that's just it's crazy but it, it is what it is and it's one of those things that i really find quite you know quite amusing but yeah so there's another l for sports and i was talking about brighton just now so speaking of brighton let's go to brighton our um yeah, i mean listen i was looking for brighton over the weekend the guys who, who are part of the teams to ensure that arsenal bottled the league i'm going to emphasize that word but and listen I'm seeing a lot of the rev- I'm seeing a lot of revision or a lot of um, revising, whatever we want to call it, revisionism. I'm seeing the media taking something, setting funny stances, right? And I do find it quite amusing when they do it. The media are trying to tell us, or trying to tell us with a straight face, that Arsenal didn't bottle this league. Arsenal, we are 11 points clear at one point this season. Yes, they played a game more, a game more than Man City. Oh yes, Man City have played a game less or two less. Listen, a game more, a game less. It wasn't. It's not a guarantee you're going to win that game. See, I remember last season. Was it last season when Arsenal had games in hand for top four and they didn't win? Even sports, sports had games in hand. They didn't win those games. So it's a game in hand. It's an advantage, but it's not a guarantee that you're going to win those games. And even at that time, Man City's form at that particular time wasn't one people. And a lot of a lot of Arsenal fans were glossing about it. Oh, it's point, eleven points clear. You know, people. Were, even, I remember that time after Man City beat Arsenal at the Emirates. Man City drew their next game. Was it against Everton? Was it 1-1 draw against Everton? Was it, I think it was a 1-1 draw against Everton. And then Arsenal extended their lead. I think they went 8 points clear. So, Arsenal fans were already celebrating. Oh, yes! We're back, you know? And then, you know... <laughs> so, again, I, I don't think it was a guarantee that they're going to win those games in hand. But, Arsenal bought the league, right? If if you guys said... Because Spurs were never top of the league at any point. In 15-16 season, Spurs never ended a weekend top of the league. Arsenal were the ones who were going to the league in December in 2015-16 season. Guess what? Those are the real bottle of the league. So the people, what they've done is this, right? The people who actually bottled the league in 2015-16 are the ones pointing the fingers at Spurs, saying, pointing the finger at Spurs, saying Spurs are the ones that bottled the league. So it's like accuse your, accuse somebody of a crime you committed. That's what Arsenal have done. It's <laughs> crazy, right? But listen, this is in Arsenal bottled the league. There's no way you can spin it. I always go back to those three matches. That's where they bottled it. The game against West Ham, the game against Liverpool, the game against um, um, Southampton. Against West Ham, there were two goals up. And even though even though I sound like a broken record saying this again, I will say it because it is fact. Against Everton, sorry, against um, West Ham, two goals up. They, won two, they were 2 0 up already. That's a game you expect us not to win at 2 0 up. 
threw it away, two to draw. Against Liverpool, two goes up. And listen, don't come, don't tell me oh well at Anfield. Well, I would I always make the analogy. If you're going to apply for a job and the salary on ground is um your salary salary you had in mind is a certain figure, right? And you get there and it's 10x or 10x what you were expecting. Are you going to tell me that you're going to tell them, oh no, I'm not accepting this is exactly no, you're going to negotiate because now you're you're, you're seeing that you're in a high, you're in a position that you don't expect to be in, so you have to try and maximize it and make sure that you take it and grab it when you can, while you can. That's similar to what happened. You're still up at Anfield. You should not throw away the lead. You should you should win that game. Manchester is tuning up at Anfield. There's no way Manchester are losing that game. I'm, I'm very sure of that. They're not losing that game. Manchester are not losing that game. They're tuning up at Anfield. So, you should win that game. Southampton, you should win that game. They didn't win it. So, these are the three games that you lost the league on. So, if you had won those matches and kept winning, you wouldn't have had to worry. Even if you had lost at the Etihad, which was a resounding defeat at the Etihad, you wouldn't have had to worry about Man City being on this amazing form they are on. So, I don't get why everybody's trying to say, oh, and when they say, oh, they are the young side. Well, sports were a young side, 15 seasons, but you guys never stopped. Even the media joined in this narrative. Sports were a young side. I mean, I was, Dele Ali was 19 or 18. Dele Ali was like 19, right? He was 18. He wasn't even 19. He hadn't turned 19 yet. He was, he was 18 at the time. Dele Ali, 18 going to 19. Basically, he started the season at 18. He was 18 when that season started. Um, who else again? I think the next season also, when Spurs finished behind Chelsea, I think Dele was like 19 or so. He hadn't turned 20 or so. Ericsson was like 23. Um, how old was this guy? Kane was like 20. Ericsson was like 25 or so. Kane was like 23. Danny Rose was like 25 or 24. Walker was like 24. So Walker and Rose were, I think they were 24 or 20, 24 at the time or so. My point is, they were a much younger squad. Well, they were much younger than this Arsenal team. Okay, let's not play that game here. I think Son was like 23 at the time also. So, let's not play this game. Arsenal bottled it. Okay, they bottled it. They even had more. They spent the most, they spent 270 something days top of the league this season. Sports were never top. They um, they were 11 points clear at one point. Sports never had that at that point. So, they bottled it. If everybody says Newcastle, the entertainers, bottled the league in 96, why are we? Why is everybody everybody trying to? Why is everybody not trying to do that for Arsenal? I mean, this is what we we'll say when I say Arsenal. When, this is why I say Arsenal the actual media darlings. Because the media darlings are the ones who tend to get favoured. And Arsenal are the ones. It's why I find it amusing when, you know, everybody wants to... To um, they want to shield them from criticism or well-deserved criticism in this case. But yeah, but on the game, before I, the game actually Brighton. So Brighton wanted. I think Brighton have their number. How many times have Brighton beaten Arsenal a lot? I think they have. They beat Arsenal last season at the Emirates also. They beat Arsenal at the Emirates this season. So Arsenal's top four hopes. Brighton repelled the teams who slowed it down. Even though they went and beat Spurs at 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 the, at the Spurs Stadium. Arsenal's tough for Brighton were part of the teams that sort of punched the tire, punched the punctured Arsenal's tire and slowed them down a bit in their, their battle for this top four that they were on. Um, <laughs> and to see them go to the Emirates and do the exact same thing, it's it's a beauty, it's a thing of joy. It's a thing of joy to, to witness. <laughs> um I don't know, but again, the Jebby stock is higher, is rating going. I think Brighton has some games in hand on sports. So this is why I, when I when I said sports were gonna not gonna finish, not gonna finish top six. I mean, I'm losing to Aston Villa. 
um, you're going to lose. I mean, Brighton have some games in hand. Even though Brighton lost 5 1 to Everton in the midweek, I think that, that was not a result that was like a blip because both sides, I think both nobody's winning that result and both sides didn't really expect it and it just happened and everybody just moved on. It's that kind of result, right? I think if you play that game again, everybody probably won't win that game. But I think it was that kind of result. It was a fluke. I think it was more of a fluke result than, than you know, an actual one where everybody was saying, okay, we're expecting this to actually happen, you know? But I, I liked, I liked, I liked the results once in a while. It's sort of, it's one of the pictures of football where it's not happening and then it happens. Yeah, it's that kind of thing, you know, it's the unexpected. <sighs> I don't know, man. Listen, Arsenal, I, I don't think anybody can tell me that Arsenal, because even though they want to say, well, the target was top four, target of Spurs was also top four that season. So let's not play that funny game. Spurs finished top four eventually that season, Arsenal finished top four. Finishing second, you are the best loser. So <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, um, nothing much to say about this game. I'm just happy that Brighton won. Um, Arsenal defense was really poor. I mean, Gabriel was awful. I mean, let's let don't get me started on the on the awful defending. And then on on the the was it the back pass? There's a pass from Ramsdale to one. I think and somebody caught intercepted the ball there. Undav was it Undav? He had like a chip over the ball over the net. Um, I think Matoma scored the header. I mean, it was surprising that they lost 3-0. Well, it's a result I particularly enjoyed. But I think I spent so much time on Arsenal. Before I go, also, I think I'll talk about two incidents that happened in the game. Um, I'll talk about Saka. Saka was very poor. I think he has been really, really bad in the last few weeks. I think this is one of those things... I think it's what, what's happening with him. I think it maybe it's a burnout. I don't know if I'll call it that. But if you look at us, if you look... Let's, let's make a comparison, right? Was Saka ready for that kind of pressure that he was being put on? Was he ready for it? This is just an honest question. I'm just I'm not trying to ban anybody or anything. Was he ready for it? Because I mean, if you look at Man City, right? Man City has a right wing where they're able to rotate properly, or is it that the levels are a lot more higher and the standards expected are a lot more higher? But again, you won't blame anybody because Arsenal fans are probably the reasons why people, people had this high expectation of him. If you if you put him up there with the greats, oh, he's, he's up. I was seeing a lot of comparison. Martinelli and Saka are like. Ribery and Robin, you know, when you start saying things like that, people begin to say, okay, let's let's rate your guy at that level. If you think he is the best thing since sliced bread, let's rate him at the level you are rating him. And then when he when he inevitably starts to suffer, his form starts to suffer, people are like, oh, he's not the guy. No, you, you guys said it. So let's rate him according to how you all rate him. You know, but I do find it. I found it. I find it really funny when seeing all them trying to backtrack and trying to not trying to be. You know, politically correct that they answer these questions. <laughs> the Martinelli should have been a red card. I think it's one of those things that, you know, he, he wasn't looking at the ball and he just he was going for the head and then he just barged. I think it was Mitoma. I mean, that probably should have been. And I, I probably when I watching that, I probably felt the hit because you know I know what it means when you get hit on your like when you you're playing football right and the opponent jumps and he sort of hits you. Your jaw, I, I know that feeling. It's I've I've had that kind of experience before it, when I was playing football. One time like that, I mean, it's not it's not fun at all. It was not fun. That feeling, it's it's hard to explain, but it's painful. <laughs> it is. And yeah, so I think I was talking about the Arsenal game. Just happy they bottled it, and that's it for me. Chelsea was not known for us. Two to draw. Um, Taiwa Wuni drew this game. I think Taiwa scored two in this game. I think it's pretty interesting to. To see that it's not trending that he scored because I mean he scored this is seven games going a brace scored a brace last weekend scored a brace today I'm just surprised that fans online or the Nigerian fans online are not really talking about the fact that he 
he scored a brace. I mean, it's it's surprising, but it's surprising that fans online are not talking about the fact that he scored a brace. I don't I don't know, but again, I know people will say, well, he's not as well. Maybe he's not up there with him. I get it, but I mean, Nigerian fans should really I don't know, man. I don't know what to say, but it's but again, listen. I think it's. For me, I've always been happy about simple people succeed. I've always liked it. I've not really—it's not something I really hated. I've not obviously. I, I love simple succeed, right? So I think I want to transfer to Nottingham Forest is something I really, really followed. I started the season. I even played my FPL. When I FPL is something I never—I end up not playing. I start FPL halfway through the season, I end up not playing it. So I end up forgetting about it. That's how much I don't really—I don't play FPL. But I want to use a transfer I really followed and I really had high hopes for. I think start of the season didn't start as well as I expected. But I think in the last few weeks or last two weeks, I think I think they, I'll try and check up on Goriton. But first season playing for Nottingham Forest, even though maybe he's not you know up there with you know the other high-rated ones, I think when he's scoring two two consecutive braces, a really really good return. I'm curious to see if Nottingham Forest stay up. I'm curious to see how he will find out next season. I think Emmanuel Dennis also is playing there. Um, I don't know check up on know what happened to Emmanuel Dennis. I don't know how far he's how his form is at the moment, but again, I think it's really really interesting and cool. Um Abuni scored two goals. So yeah, Chelsea scored two. And then um, why Chelsea sort of interests me a bit is because of Portrait, you know. But you know, I think it's about time they announce it. We're gonna hear an announcement probably this week. But you know is I mean it's agreed, everything is agreed. Remember that every every reputable journalist has announced that Pretino is going to Chelsea, even last weekend also. Why I want to say this is this, sports fans, do not, do not, please don't embarrass us, okay? Pochettino manages Chelsea. Wishing him well means wishing Chelsea well. If I asked any of you, would you wish Chelsea well? Every one of you would say no. But how come Pochettino is there, you want to start wishing Chelsea well? No Chelsea fan wished sports well when Conte was there, when Mourinho was there. So why the hell would you want to wish Chelsea, wish Pochettino good luck? I don't wish him good luck. I really don't. Because if he does well, Chelsea do well, and Chelsea do well, they have good record, record results, right? On the other hand, you know, people, even if people want to say, well, if Porsche does well at Chelsea, it sort of makes people get angry at Levy. Listen, sports fans who are not angry at Levy now, currently, because of after seeing how things have gone in the last three to four years, if you're not angry at Levy, you will never be angry at Levy for any other thing. So let's not. I'm not going to use. I say that that's the reason why I don't care. I do not want Chelsea to succeed. I am happy about it. I'm a hater. I agree. <laughs> what you want, I agree. But yeah, um, I don't wish Chelsea. Uh, I don't wish him good luck. Um, it's curious. It, this is not even because. Uh, this is not even because uh, Levy didn't approach him to manage sports or anything. This is just me saying I do not want him to do well because if he does well, Chelsea do well and sports do not do well. So. And sports, even if sports inevitably don't, even if sports don't do well next season, it's not gonna look good, you know. If Chelsea starts doing well, I, I don't know, man. I hope many of you can understand this because the emotional side of things, it's, it's, it's. Just, I don't know why sports fans are very emotional. It's not like, to be fair, it's not like he wants stuff at sports, you know. Yeah, it made sports feel a certain way. I get it, but sports fans feel a certain way. I get it, but he manages your rivals now. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand the logic of many sports fans. And that's what my list here is Everton Man City. I, I think when this game started, a lot of people were saying, oh, Man City, they could they could struggle. Sean Dyche, you know, they won 5-1. Everton won 5-1 in midweek. It's good to say Park. It's difficult. Everton drew at Etihad. You know, it's going to be difficult. Well, I think Gundogan put that... I think Gundogan put that to bed pretty <laughs> pretty early. Put that to bed. 
and then scored a second and then sorry Haaland scored and then Gundogan scored I think he scored a free kick Gundogan scored a free kick uh, Gundogan and Douglas Lewis scored a free kick sorry that's what I remember I saw the two goals so I was a bit confused I was thinking it was only Villa game Gundogan scores a free kick Haaland scores his 36th league goal of the season <laughs> I think they put that game to bed pretty quickly right and there was one incident that happened Yerimina somebody touched his hand and he started touching his face i'm like yerimina is like six five or six six right around that height he's a very big person yerimina you telling me in the streets if somebody touched your hand like that you're gonna fall like that <laughs> what is he player as player acting it's funny tell me when there's vr around for people to watch i don't get the reason for the player acting okay fine maybe the player acting could catch the attention of the referee but that's all because now vr will check things anyway so you know what's the point of play acting and anyway old habits die hard um, Gundogan, there's a debate that Gundogan is the greatest German footballer in the Premier League. That's, I agree with that. That's actually true if we think about it. Yes, Balak has played here. Jürgen Klinsmann has played in the Premier League. But in terms of impact, longevity, it's Gundogan, right? Gundogan, is Gundogan the greatest German footballer of all time? Absolutely not. There's Gerd Müller, right? There is um, Thomas Müller, I agree with Thomas Müller. There is um, Beckenbauer. I mean, they have a lot of German great footballers, but they didn't play in the Premier League. So the Premier League, in the context of the Premier League, the of the Premier League we're talking about here, it's him. We've seen Robert Huth, right? Robert Huth, Premier League with Leicester, Premier League with Chelsea, right? But in Gundogan, in terms of longevity and impact, I remember that COVID season, the season where 1920 season, was it 1920 season or 2020-21 season? That season where halfway was, half of the season was um, in lockdown, lockdown and the other half was fans returning back to the stadium, right? You see that player Man City won that league. Gundogan was so instrumental. Even before, even before that season, season before also when they won the league title, the winning league title, right? Gundogan was instrumental. But since that particular year, period till now, Gundogan has been a lot more influential in Man City's success than ever. So if obviously it was, but it's more noticeable now. That's what I'm trying to say. So you can't really argue against that fact that he is the one that has been a lot more. The, he's a great German footballer in the Premier League. He is, but it is what it is. I think I think um, I'm curious to see how how the Man City pan out, and also with Pep. Also, before I even end, I've always said this before, saying that it's all about checkbook manager, checkbook. I, I think it's very lazy, and you, people you tend to prevent yourself from actually appreciating or seeing you know the good side of things from from Pep or the success that he's achieving at Man City. The tactics are there. Know how is there. I mean, let's not say Pep, let's not say he's a checkbook manager. It's just it's just fact that he knows what he's doing. We've seen checkbook we've seen checkbooks thrown around every time, and managers not delivering on the on on it. We've seen that with Lampard. We've seen that with Potter. So let's not let's not kid ourselves here. Guardiola is actually knows what he's doing, right? And that's just the fact for me. Manchester scouting department is something that. People tend to underrate, but I think they've really given a good account of themselves with the kind of players they've spent. And Arsenal have spent more. I, I saw a stat. Arsenal have spent more since 2021 than anybody else. So, you know, Manchester are not even among the top spenders in that background. Yes, I know people say, well, the Haaland transfer, there's a lot of um, things that are not documented, right? Even though on paper it's £51 million, pounds, there are a lot of things that are not documented in the Haaland transfer. I get it. But, statistically, Man City are in that place. And listen, must they have that kind of pedigree? They're going to have a pedigree where people will actually want to join them. It's not even. You remember my United? Remember 2008, 2009, when Manchester went to sign Kaká? They even tried to sign Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, also, right? They had money to try around. Yes, they had the money, but they didn't have the reputation. It's like new money. 
You see, there's this thing people call old money and new money, right? If you are in, if you are new money, new money in new money can't really in the presence of let's use it. New if you are new money in the presence of children of old money, you tend not to have the same level of conversations, right? The same kind of conversations. So you, you tend not to have the same level of pedigree of heritage. At that point, all you have is your money. Now you you tend to build that you have to build that reputation over time, right? The kids the kids who have new money, the kids of old money, they have the name and the money. That you have you, you just have the money and no name so that's what man still were at the time man they were old money right liverpool are old money they were old money at the time chelsea relatively old money relatively because you would argue that chelsea had success in the 90s you know even before Bromwich came so you know yeah so chelsea are relatively old money right so you know even if we we want i think man still were the ones that were real money relegated it's like it's like think of, think of crystal palace today having um, being doped, let's say having one takeover, that's how Man City were like that time. Or something that just got relegated and coming to something very soon. Man City something getting a load of cash thrown at them, and then you know that's how. Imagine it's not trying to get to compete, transfer market to try and compete for signings. They probably won't get the same level of even though they throw money at it, they won't get that same level of success that maybe Man City would have. So Man City have built enough pedigree, and they have a lot of fans, young fans nowadays. Because remember, one of the reasons why my United have a lot of fans is because my United were able to capture a lot of fans, a lot of young fans who are, growing, who are currently adults, right? A lot of the fans in the 90s, in their two and their teens in the 90s and the, and the early thousands, a lot of them grew up United fans, right? So right now, a lot of them are still fans. United still have that reach. So Man City are building that effectively. So I, I don't know, man. I think Pep, Man City have that. They've done, they've done well for themselves in the last few years. And also, Manchester won 2 0 against Wolves, uh, which would do very good for their chances of finishing third. Newcastle drew 2 2 at um, Leeds United. It's not going to go, it's not, it's not helping them out in their, to consolidate their thoughts. So, I think United, I think when I, when I predicted the top five, I said it was going to be Man City, Arsenal, and um, the third and fourth spot is going to be alternating between Man, between Man United and Newcastle, the way I see it. And as it stands, you know, it is what it is. Um, Liverpool play Leicester today, so we're going to see how that pans out. And before I go, someone to get get relegated. Now Leicester's relegation, are they going to get relegated? I, I don't, I don't, I think the game against Liverpool will seal it. If they lose against Liverpool, or is it the next game? I don't. I think there's going to be two games left or so. But Leicester's um, doomsday gets closer and closer. And I, I said this before, I'll say it again. I don't really expect Leicester to be in a relegation fight. Nobody expected that, and it is sad. I think I swear that there's somebody. I said, thought that maybe somebody else would be worse than Leicester. I mean, still Leicester in this situation, it's it's funny, but Southampton also Southampton lose lost lost um, against Fulham, two 0 against Fulham. Um, Fulham, <laughs> I spoke about. I think earlier this was, I spoke about um, the signing of Palinia and how impactful it has been for Fulham. Because if you look at Fulham squad, a lot of the players who went down two or three seasons ago, a lot of them are still there. Rim, Mitrovic. Um, Skibano, Niskin Skibano, Doko, Cordova Reeds, Tom Kenny, um, who else again coming to my head? Reed, I think it's Tim Reed, um, Anthony Robinson, um, who's their right back? I mean, if you if you go to a Fulham squad, a lot of the players that are there were there at that time. They got relegated. What's the difference? Paulinha, even if they didn't sign William and William, I think they would have still looked good. Ah yes, Vinicius has looked good so far for them. But even if they didn't sign William Mills, they were really looking good in the test of the season. They were playing well. Palinia, I think, I said for Palinia has been 
they won. They tried to get that with John Michel Seri, but Seri didn't work out. I think they went, they, even though, yes, the transfer didn't work out, took their L, still went back in, tried again. And Palinia, they got it with Palinia. Palinia for me has, I, I think, in terms of player of the season, right? I know people who tend to grab the headlines are usually the ones who tend to score the goals and, you know, who tend to challenge at the other end. But I think Palinia would have probably been a really good shout for those awards. I think it would, because I think that's, that's how impactful he has been for Fulham. It's different, it's different between them staying up and going down. And that's, it's just, it was going for like 20 million pounds. That's, that's it. Compared to what they, what they gained from him, that's a steal, you know? But something go down. Um, I think it's we've seen the end of an of a certain period. I think the memories of Southampton will be, always be 13, 14 season, the Porch era. Um, there's also the 15, 16 season when the, 16 season or 16, 17 when they had money. I think it was 14, 15 when they had 15, 14, 15 when they had money. Uh, Graziano Pele, um, Jusan Tadic, Van Dijk, just Southampton squad. Van Dijk. Um, Schneiderlin, Ward Prowse, Nathaniel Klein, left back, was it um, Taylor or was it this guy at left back? I can't remember who was the left back at the time. Then the Jerry Rodriguez also was in, he didn't even know it was money that played on the right. But you see that squad they had, Southampton had that squad. Even after they did, they lost all their talents, did a rebuild, they, were, they see challenge, finishing, go to Europa League sports, finished, I think they finished sixth, go to Europa League, go to Europa League. So Southampton, they've been in the last. I don't know, they've had good ups, they've had ups and they've had downs. And I think, you know, it was just, I think in the last few years, I think the, 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 the entire caught up with them. I think it just, that model, people always say that model, that model is something that just doesn't work over an extended period of time. I think that's what happened with Saddam also. I think it just got to that point where it just stopped working and, you know, they're down. Do they have players that people can take? Well, I like Bella Kochap. I think that's probably the only centre-back I, I think in the, I like in their squad. Then there's also um, this other guy, what's his player's name? Um, Lavia, their midfielder. I don't know. I think they will lose a lot of their talent. What Prowse, I'm not really a fan of what Prowse that much. I don't really know. But if you look at their squad, I don't know. I think Kotchap is probably the only one. Bella Kotchap. Because no matter how you look at it, there are, are gems in every of all these teams that go down. There are players who tend to stand out. Would they be signed? I don't think so. But there are players that I just see and say, okay, I think this one looks like he could probably make that jump. Maybe not to the top six. Even not, if not the top six. But Premier League football, you expect to see them in Premier League next season. Next season. I think Bella Kotchap. Um, this guy was proud. You see what proud. I think a lot of the squad they have, a lot of the players they have, you might see them next season. Um, I think you might. You might. Some of them may have to go back to you, but I don't think. I don't think many of them will stay in the championship. I think many of them are too good to play there, and that which surprises me. It's more of an appreciated problem for them that they, they struggle. I don't know, man. But it's it's um it's, it's two ways. I don't. I mean, different on how they, on how they on how I feel about whether they went down or not. But it is what it is. Well, thank you for listening to the episode. Um, I really appreciate my regular listeners. Um, Monday night, Monday football. It's Monday night football today. Liverpool versus Leicester versus Liverpool. Leicester at home. Liverpool at Liverpool away. I'm curious to see how. I'm curious to see how that game will turn out. Leicester has some players that I do like. Um, there's Happy Bands. There is Hannah Chaw. There is um, um, there is Madison. There is um. I think those are three that come to mind when you, th- when you think about Leicester squad. You think, oh yeah, I think I like this player. I think this player is good. I think those are the three that come to mind. Um, I think that's them. I think that's them. I think these ones might. I think Vardy. Vardy is just. Good. I think even if Leicester go down, he's gonna either retire or just play there and just see how the season there, see how his career at Leicester, when, even when they go down in the championship. 
Um, I don't know, man. There's no, there's really nobody that can look at that Leicester squad and say, well, I think this one is really, really I think it's just these three that come to mind. But yeah, thanks for listening to the episode. I really appreciate. See you guys on Thursday. There's on Thursday football on the 9th. and um, we'll see how that. Um, there's a lot of games that happen in the midweek, and hopefully, before I go, hopefully, sports have ma- appointed somebody as the manager or the DOF. Let's just let the summer. Let's just plan for the summer right now. And let's see how it goes. Have a nice weekend and bye.